little man. I will destroy you! You sound like a jerk! If you ask me, everybody in this theater is a giant sucker! Especially you! I was saying, Bruins. Give me some sugar, baby. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Alright, alright, and hey, hey, hey. You're listening to Bunch of Dorks. Big show number 254. That's right. There's been 253 of these before this one tonight here. That's a lot. A long time. Actually, I looked it up, and show show 24 was June 24th, 2007. Um, Holy hell. That's a long time. I have to go back. I'm I'm digging through the archives. I have to go back and, like, uh, to see when the first official one was. And, God, I'm sure I don't want to listen to it, because I would probably be like, oh, so many equipment upgrades. So many hard lessons learned. Anyway, who am I, why am I, and what is this? My name is Mao. This is Bunch of Dorks. This is a show that's been uh, brought back from the dead with some uh, one of those electrical paddles that go clear, and you go boom, and then they wakes up and from the dead. And, um, yes, we saw the light. And now I've reformatted to be more music, less talk, which is probably good because I'm not very entertaining from what I understand. I'm just playing. Uh, anyway... If you like my musings, you can find me on another show, on another podcast called Slow Robot A Go-Go, which is talking about B through Z grade movies uh, with my cohort, my friend, my colleague, my companion, my compadre, my Kimosabi. No, wait, that's not right. Anyway, uh, Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown, he is not with us today. I'm very sorry, which is why I'll probably do a lot less talking, a lot more music, because... Um, flows a lot better. It's a lot more natural when Dr. Morbius is here with me talking about whatever we're talking about. But I had to rush him out the door earlier this week, and uh, so we couldn't. We, we did our uh, slow robot show, and then he got into his Munster mobile and drove off, cackling into the night with his sickle and shovel and coffin in tow, like Django. None of that's real. Anyway, go to bunchofdorks.com. There's three buttons. Top button is movies. That's Slow Robot A Go-Go. You can also find Slow Robot A Go-Go uh, at slowrobotagogo.wordpress.com or search it out on the Facebook groups, and we're all there, and everything is yay. Uh, the middle button is uh, Two Dimension Podcast, the podcast with no, the comic book podcast with no direction. That's where King Don, Dr. Morbius, uh, Rook to B7, and... Um, Dallas all talk about comic books and then of course the bottom button is this button and if you haven't been there go there it's where all the kids hang out now that's a lie okay I'm gonna go to some music and when we come back we're gonna be talking about I think we're gonna talk about automobilia auto the the auto craze uh, and my life as I saw it through the eyes of someone who loves cars
、私やりたくないのにこんなことやらされてるんだよ。ポッドキャストとかも知らんし、みたいな話なんですけど、っていうか、何このフォーチュークッキーしか食べられないっていう、この、はぁ Nice.That was the coffin lids that I wanted to,、uh, to kind of get the feel, you know? So I played Shake and, sh- and、uh, She's the Bomb. Those are two songs from the coffin lids that'll grab you by your throat and throw you around a little bit, which is what I like when I'm talking. That, oh, the CD was called、uh, Round Midnight.、Um, I have a bunch of Electric Frankenstein stuff, but it's all on vinyl. I have to ingest that one day. Anyway. So, that, thank you very much, Electric Frankenstein. Of course, I will link all of the shows, all of the bands I play to the show notes, so you can click and easily find them.、Um, they've been with me a long time, the Electric Fr- or the Coffin Lids have. Listen to me, I, I don't even pause the record. I'm, so, I'm sitting here digging around for a stupid pen, and I'm like, you can hear me clacking around. That's professionalism. That's, I guess that's what you're used to, though, right? Alright, Coffin Lids. See, I have to talk when I write too. That's, I'm slow. Anyway, so we're talking about automob- automobilia today. Now, I have a, the reason I'm talking about cars and fast cars and hot rods is because last weekend I left early、uh, after the show and, and went down to、uh, Punta Gorda, Florida, which is down below us. And there's a place called Rick Torwigi's、um, Muscle Car City. Now, what is, what is this? This is a. Basically, this is a huge one guy, one extremely rich guy's collection. And it's all like, he has, he has I, I'd say, over 100 cars, and they are all like, every single one of them could be and should be on the cover of Hot Rod Magazine. You know, and these are cars you're talking about, you know, 50, 56 Corvette, 1956 Corvettes, 1957 Corvettes. He has like, he loves Corvettes, so he has a lot of them. And then he has old Apache.、Uh, Pickup trucks that are in mint condition. He has、uh, some one off hot rods that were in movies. He has like everything you can think of GTO judges, Pontiac Venturas. He has a, a Pontiac,、um, what was it called? Futura or Galaxia? I don't know. I fell in love with this car. But, and they are all like that showroom where you look at it and you can see like a million feet into the paint job. It's like beautiful, you know. And,、um, And they also had a big swap meet where there's lots of cars and, and parts and people selling and trading and all kinds of stuff going on, you know. And it was, a, it was a, quite an event. And it got me all hopped up. I've been on this kick recently where I've been starting to put away money for my dream car, which is a hot rod.、Uh, I'll reveal later. But,、um, you know, I've always loved cars. I've always loved fast cars. But I've never had any real nice ones. My first, one of the first biggest disappoint- disappointments of my life. Uh, I'll share with you, listeners. Was、um, when I was a kid, I was 15 years old, 14 years old, something like that. I was 15. And、um, my dad found this old 1969 Firebird that was sitting at some warehouse where he delivered.、Uh, he was a truck driver up in Pennsylvania. And we purchased this car. And it sat there. And at that point in my life, I didn't have the wherewithal. I didn't have the knowledge, and I sure as heck didn't have the drive to、uh, restore it.、Uh, a friend of mine had a Mustang that him and his dad restored, and they did it very, they, were, they worked on it nonstop. It, his turned out to be a show car, mine never got on the road. It was heartbreaking to this day. It's one of my biggest,、uh, the biggest disappointments in my entire life that I didn't get this thing 
going and running and and uh, what I wanted, what it should have been. You know, I just didn't have, we didn't have money. My pops worked a lot, and he wasn't the helping type. And uh, without the support, without the support system, it was just a lot easier for me to go through car after car after car, which is what I did. I bought a Pendel, blew it up. Bought a a Subaru, blew it up. Bought a, Ma- a Malibu, blew it up. You know, like I just, I was rough on cars. I was a pretty rough driver, fast driver. So, but I digress. L- l- so what? I mean, I never, I don't blame anybody but myself. Uh, in re- in reality, we are the only ones to blame for our actions. The poor, poor meat crap, you can leave it at the door because um, all that woulda, shoulda, coulda stuff is for the birds, you know. People look back and say, oh, I should have tried out for football. Well, then go play football in an old man league, you know. Or I could have played hockey. Well, then go play hockey at the local rink. There's going to be a whole bunch of wannabes just like you. Get in the game. So I never really bought into that stuff. It's never too late. Um, yes, I'll, uh, you know, if I wanted to go play football... I'd be a lot slower, and I would not make it to work the next day because I would need time to recover. But so what? If you really love something, if you really think you should have been something, well, then go do it. You're not going to be the 15-year-old you, but whatever. So in reality, if it really hurt my heart that much, I should go buy a beat-up old uh, Trans Am, a 69 Firebird, and restore it now. Then I would do it. But I've moved on in life, and so say la vie, you know. Um, I am saving up for a hot rod, but it's not going to be a 69 Firebird. So, there you go. Uh, but I've always had a love for cars. I've always had a love for fast cars. And uh, the f- the fire has been burning a little bit more inside of me upon my recent purchase. And I'll get to that after the next music break. So, I'll be right back.
Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. <laughs> All right, that was the Ghastly Ones. The CD was Unearthed. I played for you Yuzo's Twist, uh, Hangman's Hang 10, and Banshee Beach. I almost did a four shot. I almost put in uh, Spooky, the Diablos theme, but then I thought better of it and said, well, you know, uh, why don't I do a little bit of talking too instead of being lazy? But maybe that would have been better for the listener. I don't know. Ghastly uh, Ones. Okay. So, I play a lot of the Ghastly Ones. They're, they're freaking awesome. I've really been on a surf kick lately, as, a, as of course you know from last week's show when I played all surf stuff. Um, and that was a great fun for me. I'm going to do that again. I've gotten a couple more bands from the Surf 101, Surf Guitar 101 forums that have emailed me and said, yes, use our stuff. So I have to make sure I get another, a little bit more surf in the rotation or do a, every other show would be a surf show, which would not be bad because I really dig the, ta- the sound. And it also relates to the hot rod culture pretty much. Um, the SoCal scene is hot with hot cars and hot rods. So basically, uh... I, 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 for the most part of my life, um, when I when I got serious, I bought a Nissan pickup truck, 1994, and um, over the years I've made it kind of my own vehicle. You know, I I, I painted it all that uh, satin black, that hot rod black, and I put a set of those full moons on, so it almost looks like the like the it resembles a old Mercury, like an old hot rodded Merc, uh, without the pinstripings, because no, I just didn't put them on, and um. That sh- that truck had its own kind of mystique. There was no badging on it. You don't know what it is. There's no emblems. I took off. Uh, even like the tailgate had Nissan in it, so I crimped that out and we and uh, and I, I cleared that up. So there's nothing on it. It's just all totally badgeless. You don't know what this thing is, and it's pretty ominous looking, you know. And nobody really um, messed with me so much in that truck because it just has that kind of a look and a stance. And a sound that that say you know he might just this thing might just hit my car if I screw with it too much you know and uh, Nissans are really tough trucks and I really enjoyed that for quite some time and then as of late uh, recently I bought a little a sporty little car uh, like a Roadster see <clears throat> the car I'm saving up for my dream car of all dream cars is a 1932 Ford High Boy it's called a High Boy it's basically one of those it's the Ford Roadster from 1932 with no fenders and no roof you know it's a convertible but with a usually a pretty big engine they go like hell um there's no way to them you know and that's what i'm saving up for and it's almost i mean it's going to be honest it's going to resemble my truck it's going to be the flat black it's going to just be like a a rotter you know it's not going to be a rat rod which is one of those things that's made to look ugly it's going to be a very beautiful car it's just going to be satin black or or that that hot rod black which is almost a flat black and nothing nothing's going to jump out there's not going to be a lot of chrome there's just going to be a lot of like power so when i got back from uh korea my truck had sat for a year and it was showing its age real bad um clutch is going parts are going on it it's, the brakes went so i knew i needed to act fast i needed to get a car so i was shopping around and i fell into um a 2004, no, 2005, sorry, uh, Honda S2000. Now, I'd never really considered a little, a little tune, they call them tuners. I never really considered one of those, but in my brain, I was like, well, this is just like a modern day high boy, you know, you know, work with me here. I mean, it's not because it doesn't have a big V8, it doesn't have the hot rod stance, but it, it it's a convertible like my 32 is going to be. 
it you know it's low to the ground it's it's, it's just kind of a cool car so I, in my brain I was like well this is the same thing but I was driving it more like a um, my my truck shifting it like low RPMs and just driving it and I kind of had to learn how to drive that I've never really been in the tuner world so I never really uh, I discovered over time with my with the car um, to get the real power out of it you have to like let the tachometer go up real high so if you shift the car you know like when I shift that car it goes the top end is 155 on on, on a Honda S2000 give or take you know I'm not gonna mint it's between 150 and 155 usually without any modifications so it is a very fast car and what I discovered is the way people because I had to learn how to drive it is when you shift when you like let the engine rev really high this thing takes off like crazy you know and I had never given those kind of cars any respect whatsoever to me being an older guy I was like ah, hot rods are fast those stupid tuner cars are just junk they're just you know well <laughs> let's just say my opinion has changed because holy hell that car is so light and so fast you know and the rubber like it has big t- big tires on it but it's all compact all underneath it's light as hell and it doesn't even like spin you know when you drop the gears at high RPMs, it barely even chirps. It just goes. You know, it, it it's really they're really constructed for speed and speed only. So, um, let's just say I'm not hurting until I can find finally get my high boy. But uh, you know, it's it's people dry. All people also the people around me are much different. Where I where no one ever challenged me or did anything with that truck because it was just kind of had this ominous look. This one uh, gets messed with a little bit. You know, every stupid kid with a hole in his muffler thinks he has a tuner, wants to challenge or wants to race, and more than off, more often than not, I just wave him off because I'm like, I'm driving home from work at 10 o'clock at night. I'm not looking for uh, to put extra wear and tear on my t- my car. But every now and then, let's just say I'm not uh, afraid to uh, make sure that the car is the apex predator on the road so it's not hard to get me into a race but I try not to unless the conditions are right and that comes with age <laughs> so I think a younger me would have wrapped this car around a telephone pole but uh, age wisdom knowing when to pick your battles is a lot it's a lot better for you uh, in the long run trust me all right let's go to some music I'll be right back
Oh, groovy, baby. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. That was our old friends, Snickle Fritz. With, uh, first one was uh, 666. Second one was, of course, Boner Soup. And the third one was Chester Copper Pot. Why not? What the hell? Uh, so, I don't know where to even... So, basically, um, long story short, now I have a... Uh, a driving desire to uh, work harder, save money more, sell off a lot of my possessions for this dream car. Um, I have a feeling um, I'm going to be attending a lot more like swap meets and, and hot rod car shows and cruise nights and stuff like that because um, I really realized how much I love it. And, uh, you know, like I have a lot of passions. I do a lot of different stuff. I, tr- I try to anyway. I try to keep learning and growing and and that's part of what life's about. You, you know, if you just if you never learn nothing, you're gonna you're gonna die dumber than you were born. So I always try to keep pushing myself to learn and grow. So we've really kind of uh, started working more on my garage to get that in order. Um, started to uh, work more on the some of the I have old arcade machines that I restore. Of course, I've I've kind of ratcheted that up so I can get extra sources of income. Uh, start fixing up and selling old pinball machines, old uh, slot machines, arcade machines, stuff like that. And every little red cent can get tucked away into this dream um, uh, bank account until the time is finally right. You know, I, I actually kind of was sitting there one day and I'm like, um, I started reevaluating my life, you know, because you buy a lot of stuff. It, it, and it's not, it's not a bad thing, you know, it's just... I have a lot of guitars, I have a lot of game systems, I have a lot of all this extraneous stuff, and I like it, it's not that it's bad, but then you start realizing, you know, if I wouldn't have bought all that stuff and started saving earlier, then I would have that hot rod already. But, you know, I digress. That is the way life goes, I guess. Um, Now I'll just resell a lot of it and lose a couple bucks here and there and keep plugging away. I had the... um, I almost thought about building one of these cars because, to be honest with you, they a lot of companies now they f- manufacture 32 Fords because it's it's one of the most iconic hot rods there is. So most of these places they they build their boxed out frames because you can't use the original frames. New engines would just would just twist them like a pretzel. So you have to buy the boxed frame, and they make the bodies out of fiberglass. You know, so you can buy a rolling chassis for like eight thousand dollars. And then build your car, you know. The problem with that, that that's a great idea, and and I have the I have faith that I could do that. But the problem is, you can go out and buy one that's already been made. That's so it's someone else's hot rod, with and no one ever drove these things. See, I'm gonna use this as my daily driver, believe it or not. Where that most people couldn't even fathom that. Hey, it's a car. That's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be my car. So I'm gonna drive that to work every day. I'm going to drive that to wherever, the grocery store, I don't care. Um, most people have them as their garage queens, so every like they'll build these hot rods, and then they just sit there and they get zero miles on it, you know. And um, that, to me, is kind of sad. I, I, I watched this one show where they this guy goes around and finds all these custom, uh, or not custom cars, he finds all these like really old antique cars and buys them and sells them. And he went to a... The last show I watched, he went to a guy's house. The, the, the brother was selling the stuff because, of course, the guy died. He was an older guy. And he had three old Ferraris from the 80s. You know, and, and that's that was when I was in my teens. So Ferraris were like a cool car, you know. 
And um, that the brother's going on and on about how he's a Ferrari guy and he loves Ferraris. He loves them and loves them and loves them and loves them. And there's three Ferraris sitting there, and each one of them had like eight thousand or seven thousand original miles on them. And I just thought to myself, what a horrible waste of a car, you know. And if you love something that much, well, then don't you think you should just drive it? <laughs> like, I know, I don't, I don't know. I like I said, like even how I even talked about having the the S two thousand. There's a price to pay for stuff, but if you really love it. You just drive it. I know when I'm driving my high boy, it's going to get door dings and I'm going to be bothered by them. I'll fix them. I know kids are going to screw with me like, oh, let's race. Sometimes I'm going to put them down and sometimes I'm not going to even bother. And they can just tear off and show me that they're bosses. But to sit there, to, like, so I'll buy someone else's, you know, garage queen uh, for 30 grand, where if I built the one, build it up, I'm buying every little part. And you get nickeled and dimed to death. Like, you can spend upwards of ninety, a hundred thousand dollars building one of these high boys, if you do it like if you buy everything like how you want it perfectly. You know, oh, stainless steel brake lines, yay, that's a hundred dollars. Okay, master cylinder, okay, that's three hundred dollars. Okay, pedal, hundred dollars. So now, okay, so just the brakes without even the drums and everything like that is you're up to like eight hundred dollars. So it goes so quick. So um, I, I quickly dismissed the build your own thing. And also because I'd rather save the money up and buy one built than try a nickel and dime so I'm saving for the next part. Like, that would be the problem. Okay, I, I, I'm going to buy an engine. Well, now i got to save up till I have $8,000. Okay, now I have the engine. Okay, now I'm flat broke again. Now I have to save up, you know, $1,000 for the radiator. And, sh- like, just forget it. It's, it. it's a losing proposition. So I'm going to take the easy man's route and buy one pre-built and then do a little bit of touch, t- like, custom stuff, you know. Um, I'll probably repaint it what I want it to be painted as, that satin black, and I'll put the uh, headers on them and stuff like that. Like, the things uh, that are important to me, you know, shrunken skull on the on the dangling from the rear mirror, a big crazy shifter, my stuff, my touches. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. It doesn't matter what your name is!
<laughs> See there? I found some. That's Electric Frankenstein off of the, uh, I think it was off of We Will Bury You. Yes, that's off of the We Will Bury You uh, CD. I got, actually, I have it on vinyl. Um, I played for you High Voltage, Out There, and Not For Sale. I uh, really dig them. I got a lot of their stuff on vinyl. I have a, just picked up a 7-inch where they, they did a split with another guy thing. I, I'm friends with the guy on Facebook, so I read up on him a lot. You know, he's a pretty cool guy. There's a picture of the the Ramones, one of the Ramones, I think it was um, Joey, wearing a Electric Frankenstein shirt way back when, and that's, that's kind of cool. So, where we picked up. Okay, so I've gone over all of that. It will be very... Uh, oh, some of my, my thought processes, I'm thinking out loud. Um, I'm gonna be, It's going to be very interesting to see the difference um, in power between an actual muscle car like a straight-up real hot rod, and this little S2000 that is just as fast um, or faster than very than most cars. Um, you know, 155 is nothing to scoff at. So I'm, you know, but I know that one of the things that is very different is a hot rod has that um, kind of throw you back in the seat and hit G-forces uh, where... The, the the S2000 is much more of a regulated slow burn. Uh, it does take off above about 4,500 RPMs. Once it gets to 45 to 75, it does do that same thing where it kind of you it pulls you back into the seat like the G-force kind of. But um, I think it's going to be much different with the High Boy. I'm going to have to make sure I set that up with some traction bars so it goes when I put the pedal down because I'm sure I will need them early and often. But hopefully I don't uh, beat the car. That's um, I, I do take great care of my stuff. Even the Honda, uh, the S2000, I kind of treat it as it's hopefully that I have it for a very long time. And then hopefully people go, oh my god, that's a 2005 Honda. And I'll have it in original condition and it'll be you know very cared for. Very All the maintenance will be done. So kind of a cool, nice thing way to look at it. You know, Keep it as a survivor as it's always going to be around. Most people don't think like that anymore, unfortunately. Uh, we live in a throwaway nation with a throwaway mentality. <clears throat> you know, even... even I, I try to care for everything. I even just... I took my lawnmower down uh, for a tune-up. It's been a lot of years since I bought it. You know, and this thing still pulls on the first... Uh, on the, my first pull, but... If you don't do preventative maintenance on things, you know, it just turns into a piece of junk. And the only thing dumber than buying a lawnmower is buying a second lawnmower. So I always try and make sure I keep stuff up, you know, keep up with stuff. I try to keep things clean. Um, and some of the stuff I, I talked about with the, um, the 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 garage queens, the the cars that I thought was really sad, I fall into the same trap. You know, I have numerous guitars, and there's one guitar I have that is that is so high end and so kind of like beautiful. I don't even want to play it, and that's just stupid. Then why do I even have it? You know. Um, you get into that. Th- there's is there is kind of a, a collector's mentality, but nothing's collectible really. I mean, things are collectible. Don't get me wrong, but eh, not most stuff isn't. You know, this guitar is gonna be worth what it's worth, whether it has a couple scratches or it doesn't. It's a very high end. Like you know, it's a very high end guitar. I have no business owning this guitar. I just kind of fell into a deal when I was in Korea and bought it. And um, you know, it's. I fall so you, you like I fall into that trap. Like I have, I have a, just a couple things in my life that I leave them like on, in the case and I don't want to touch them. 
Well, that's just stupid. You know, if you can't enjoy something, then why do you own it? Uh, and then and that's that's kind of how I feel about cars. I do understand you don't want you don't want to park your car at the mall and then come out and have it keyed up for some reason or have you know a bunch of door dings. That's where I work is notorious for that. You know, so I have to park my car at the at like in the boondocks and walk down and I, and that's okay. I don't mind it. For a while, I was like, I'm just gonna drive the car, and I immediately picked up three door dings in the in my Honda, and I was like, you gotta be shitting me. So. Now I park all the way at the end and walk out because it's, uh, people don't have any respect for other people's stuff, you know, and that's kind of where you get, I think that's where your mind starts twisting and you're like, well, I, I can't drive, like the high boy, you know, I'll be like, I can't drive the high boy because what if somebody does something to it? Well, you can't do that. You can't think that way, you know, just, I mean, hopefully it'll look evil enough that people don't want to get near it. Um, the other problem with having a hot rod is um, it's such a distinct, unique thing that um you're gonna like i'll be talking a lot about it i found this out with the honda i didn't really think very much of it i thought it was just a car but it has a huge following and it has a huge like when other people that are driving them they they flash their lights or people talk to you about it that talk to you about your car and talk about your car and that's kind of cool you know so i mean sometimes i'm not always in the mood to talk i'm kind of a believe it or not i'm a little bit more introverted than i than than it sounds like on the radio but um so I have to make sure I don't become the Ford high boy guy. Harley people fall into this, where they're just the Harley person. That's it. Kind of takes over their whole thing, and before you know it, you're you're spending your Sundays sitting at a Biff Burgers and look at my car. And okay, that's cool sometimes, but don't be that. I don't want to be that only that thing. You know, I have other stuff in life. I want to keep growing. I don't want to be the sit on a lawn chair in front of my car talking about what pistons I used in the thing and the stuff and blah, blah, blah. I know that stuff, but I don't want to talk about that stuff. So there you have it. Will it happen? Stay tuned. <laughs> hopefully hopefully by the time another seven years rolls around, I'll have this car, but I can't promise anything. It's, it's a big price tag. You got to really, if you want something, you got to work hard for it. I don't buy on credit. Um, you got to cash only deals. You know what I'm saying? Okay, that's it for this week. I promise to do better next week. I think Dr. Morbius will be here and it'll sound a bit more entertaining. Hopefully I wasn't too droll. And um, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, go, baby, go.